Tonight, warnings of dangerous winter weather are posted from Washington State to Washington, D.C. An ice storm is blamed for multiple pileups today, including one involving at least 100 vehicles in Fort Worth, Texas. At least six people are dead. CBS's Omar Villafranca is at the scene. Man, that's crazy. I got to call my boy Rusty and see what's up. It's just, man... Let me see what Rusty's got to say about this. Hello? This is Rusty's garage? This is Rusty's garage. I'm going to help you, sir. Rusty, what's up? It's KJ. Enjoying the beautiful weather in Texas. Man, I'm going to tell you what. Beautiful. That's funny because I was just looking at a video of the news about the big pileup that took place out there. Uh 133 cars. Oh my goodness. And, you know, from, you know, just the average day citizen, or even, you know, when you got a gentleman like you, um, who knows mechanics, I mean, what, what went through your mind? Like what, what could have people, I mean, in Texas, I guess you don't really prepare for that, but when it comes to winter driving, because we talked about that last week, like how diesel can gel up. Um, Correct. Man, did did was there any talks amongst the the mechanic community of you know maybe like what people can do to winterize their cars, be better prepared? Um, no. So that situation, I don't want to say winterization was even a factor. It was more of a, a safe distancing, traveling between one another. Um, they're following too close, going too fast for the 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 weather. You know, it did look foggy. That's the one that usually gets me for these uh, multiple car pileups. Is the fog is a factor. Okay, but this is a 36 year deal for Texas. They haven't had this kind of weather since 85. Wow. These people have some of them have bald tires. They're not even used to being in this kind of stuff. So they don't ever have they're not changing their tires every couple of years. They're running them down to the court where up north that's right around December time frame. You'll know if you can get around or not. You're getting new tires the minute you start slipping. Down here, you don't have this kind of ice. You don't have this snow. So I would say in that accident, tires are a factor in safe distancing between one another. And then, again, the I guess the visibility could be a factor. But it, it was a pretty tough deal to watch, and six people did lose their lives. It was awful. God, that's heartbreaking, man. So, you know. It is. Wow. So how, how are you and your family doing? Um, Better now. Our house almost burned down earlier today, so that was nice. Was that was that from self self inflicted or um, like <laughs> I, God, Godzilla I was came? To get an insurance claim. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I do not believe my wife was trying to get rid of me. I don't think that was a factor. Um, I, I I think a lot of it had to do with a wire twist nut up in the attic in one of our furnaces, and it started arcing against the actual ducting um, itself, the metal ducting, and it was triggering our our breaker. And I kept just hitting the breaker, which that was a little bit on my fault oh, on my behalf. Okay. So I kept hitting the breaker, hoping to get our heater back on. Well, after the 13th time of doing that, it started really doing some work. And Darlene smelled the uh, the actual burning smell of the electronics through the vent because it was coming into her office. Okay. So I don't know if Asians have better smell than Caucasians, but she <laughs> smelled it first. <laughs> well, I'm gonna tell you, I'm half and half, so I don't okay, know. Okay. I don't. I don't know which one smells better, but I'm gonna tell you what: I can smell fish sauce from three miles away. <laughs> so, so 
there might be a factor. She caught it first, and she said something, so I'm running around the house looking for anything on fire. And so uh, after closer inspection, I pulled the actual uh, – there's a fan inside your heater unit, pulled that out, verified the wires, and then found the, the wire twist nut that was bad. So Wow. So Crazy stuff. But other than that, we are staying warm. Now they're the rotating brown um, – Brownouts is what they call them. Those have stopped now that it's starting to warm up. We're up to like 32 degrees. So they're not shutting off for power every 20 minutes. We were, I bet I had 80 power outages since Monday. Oh my gosh. It was a little bit too too much for me. I was going to get burnt out. We just sold our generator when we left from Virginia to come here in August. So that was our fault. <laughs> Man, K- KJ Studios would have got shut down. With with no power, with no power, we would have been in trouble. But you know, um, not not you know, absolutely got a lot of love from my 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 peeps in Texas, and I know I got a lot of folks there. You, uh, my buddy Rico, uh, my buddy Ramon, and his wife Ruya. Oh, Jen, right. Yeah. So they're out there, and um, here I am out getting elk meat brand brought to me by my buddy Gavin and I'm out there in my elk little, meat. Yeah, he's a he goes out and hunts and stuff and uh he promised me some uh elk on his next uh, catch. So he brought oh, it wow. and delivered it and there I am out there in my little uh my little wife beater while everybody else is freezing in San Antonio. I'm outside in Vegas in the in the winter time in a tank top. So <laughs> I think you Arizona and Florida everyone's kind of mad at right now. Well, Hey, there's there's lots of desert in Vegas, <laughs> and and listen, that is true. No one's no one's mad at us. Let me tell you, quid pro quo, because a lot of my peers, I'm seeing them out there in their big ranches and big old pools, and everything's bigger in Texas. Yeah. So so listen, you know, you get you got the you got the storm that hit you. What yep. are you, what are you going to do? Right. And so I, we don't need to get into politics. Um, you know, cause you're seeing nope, the shit we storm. We're seeing the shit storm that's coming out and I've seen both sides and you know, then you got yep. Senator Cruz getting crushed for going to Cancun. Um, but yeah, let's, that's getting a little rough down here. <laughs> yeah, but it's okay. Cause this is the shit we would talk in, in your garage anyways. So, Oh, absolutely. So yeah. it's okay to start the show, but you know, you, I wanted to ask you a question when it comes to mechanics and it goes to the fact that you said you almost burnt your house down. Yep. Um, and this is a systemic thing I see in Vegas all the time. And maybe you've seen it in San Antonio. Never more in my life. And you know, I've been around the world. I've been to the, well, I've been to the East Coast one time. That's when we met. And then everything else has been pretty much West Coast. Um, okay. I have never seen more cars on the side of the road on fire since I moved to Vegas. Oh, that's, that's a big one nowadays. Okay, so let's talk about that because you brought up how the house almost burnt down based on a fuse. What would you yep. say are the biggest reasons, and is it usually associated with the climate? Like Vegas is super damn hot. Um, Texas gets damn hot too, and more. it's actually more humid than we are. Let's talk about the smoke smell or these cars that I see on the side of the road on fire and what you think is causing it and what people should be looking out for to prevent it. So I actually had one yesterday that came in, and it was about 20 degrees. I, I diagnosed it but chose not to take the job yet. Um, I, I offered to loan him a vehicle, but he wasn't going to drive any more than to my house and back home, which is a few blocks away. 
But his is a problem with just uh, a valve cover gasket leaking so much oil onto his manifold. You're leaking just straight oil onto a 300-degree exhaust. There it can cause a fire. So when you think of fires, you're not thinking, okay, Arizona's 118 degrees, Minnesota's negative 20 right now. That fire will happen either way if you got just straight oil pouring onto a manifold. The next one is these mice and squirrel nests that these damn animals still they're trying to stay warm or they're just trying to find a habitat. They'll make a nest under your intake. They'll make it next to your exhaust. And I'll tell you, if they can do that over a weekend, all it takes is that exhaust burning that little nest. And the next thing you know, your vehicle's up in fire, mm-hmm. in flames. So my recommendation is just to do a quick visual of your engine bay. A long trip or just every so often. If you park in the garage every night, you probably don't have a, uh, a mouse or rat or, or squirrel infestation. But if you're parking outside, you got to be looking at your vehicle. Cause I bet I've had four nests in cars in the last 30 days. Oh, which is a lot when I only did 25 jobs because of weather and I'm trying to build my clientele out here. So I'm still not as busy as I was in Virginia, but I'll tell you, I, I take a picture of the nest. I send it to the customer and, and they're not going to see it underneath their intake, which Typically, that won't burn your vehicle because it's in a little bit cooler spot. But then when they get close to the exhaust or you get these electrical issues where, again, a squirrel will eat a wire or two or a mouse will to make a nest or eat a little bit of wire. And all it does is uh, bad ground and an electrical fire. So the recommendation, pop that hood. Check your oil once a month, every couple weeks. Look at your wire. Just, just a visual. You'd be surprised how much you can see. Right. So how much, um, how much are you culpable as the owner of the vehicle? Meaning like I can kind of tell when my toast is about to be burnt. So, you know, like in, in, in my wife, actually Lynn really loved the first episode. She gave me good feedback. She said it's one of the best ones that she's actually enjoyed. So good job, brother. Um, Oh, that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. But she said, she was like, you put you guys bounced around on the brakes about four different times. And look, I'm, I'm fucking it up because here I am deviating back and forth. Um, She caught that though. Okay. She did. She was like, stay on subject. And at the end, summarize with what you're going to talk about next week. But I wanted to talk about, um, how culpable. So like, I'm going to, since I know Lynn listens, like, so you remember I told you, I think last week, um, how, the Honda had low profile tires, you know, cause you've worked on that car. Yep. And I'm highly sensitive when it has stretch tires, when someone else drives it, because people will curb the shit out of the wheels. Cause there's, there's no rubber In to protect heartbeat. it. And so yep. when Lynn would talk and she'd be like, look, I just drive. I'm like, but just cause there's shocks don't mean you have to hit the pothole. Just cause there's a bumper. Don't mean we bump things. So what I'm getting at is some people really have the mindset of like, they are really not that vigilant or paying attention when they drive. So when it comes to a car, potentially maybe giving you some warnings that like the the light won't talk, you know, the light won't pop up. And if you're not visually looking, shouldn't you be smelling something or, you know, I mean, what are there signals that like someone like pay attention? Like you should have smelt like (laughs) that. I'll, I'll tell you if if I, I I got I got a big story about a guy out of the IG over at uh, Langley. I'll maybe tell that one here in a minute. But the the big thing is, so yesterday was the oil. Well, this guy he's a basketball player. He, you know he's a he's a big galoot. He don't work on none of his own stuff. 
but he saw the oil on his garage floor. And he's like, man, and now he's starting to smell oil. He, you know, two things kind of created a, hey, let me call Rusty deal. And he, and he comes over and that's when we found the oil, you know, leaking from the valve cover really bad. Right. And then I, you know, I don't want to call it an upcharge, but I said, hey, your valve cover's off. Let's change the spark plug. So I'll charge you $5 more. Let's just change the plug. Well, we're in there. Why not do it? So I don't make nothing but five more dollars, but he gets a little bit more of a tune up out of the deal and he'll be happier with the finished product. So, so my thing is, prior to that, two days ago, a girl calls me, hey, shows me a picture of green puddle on her floor. That's antifreeze. She owns a Kia, so it's still using the ethyl glycol, but at least she's seeing that. If you're seeing fluid on the ground, if you're smelling something different than you smell, if you smell rotten eggs, your catalytic converter is bad. Stuff like that. Mm. You know, there, there's little things that you, you know... How many times have you been on the interstate and you smell something? You smell brakes, you smell metal, you smell something. Oh. And you're like, is that me? So Dude. I'll get over two lanes. I'll get away from a semi. I'll get away from the truck in front of me. I'll move over two lanes. I even look around for construction to see if there's tarmac being put down. Are they are they doing road construction a mile away? Is there a sewage plant a mile away? You know, you wonder. <laughs> yeah. So remember I messaged you when I got my very first this truck, this diesel. And I even yep. had to call the dealer. Like, I was like, hey, I smell like burnt metal. Like, the brakes weren't disengaging. Gotcha. And, yep, yep. And I was, like, worried. So I'm one of those guys who, like, all right, something's wrong. And the funny part is because I called, they were like, yeah, that's normal. Even you were like, yeah, that's probably fairly normal because your brake, you know, it, like, I don't know. I still don't really understand regeneration. I still don't really understand, you know, because um, that was my first diesel, like, I'm like, I've never owned a car that smelled, made the cabin smell that way. It doesn't do it now, ever. Yep, yep. Um, but that put the fear of God in me. Like, I, I was like, uh, and I'm hitting all these buttons because it's got all this tow assist crap in it. And this, oh, yeah. This, if I'm towing and going downhill, I can hit another button and I think it brake assists or it keeps something, you know what I mean? And, um, it was uh, a new car smell, but it, was, it wasn't new car. It was new car parts that are either burning, you know, paint off the exhaust manifold. It was just, you know, some of these components that are just adjusting to these hot temps and these engine bays and, and you smell rubber, you smell plastic, you smell, you know, various things. And you're like, what the heck's going on? It's scary. Oh, Absolutely. man, big time, man. And, and I wanted to give a shout out to the 101 views that you got in a week, dude. That's pretty, that's pretty good, man. Um, oh, that's terrific. I didn't catch I, I saw 64 the last time I looked. You're at 101 views, man. And, um, oh, very cool. It, dude, man, you're, you're famous, man. If we can just keep your, uh, <laughs> if we can just keep your, your Facebook page up and going. Um, uh, yeah, she was down for seven days. My apologies. <laughs> no, you do. You do. We want it authentic and real. And that's what we yep. got. And so it's funny because um, before we move into the the next thing, I want to talk about. You know, did you see that thing that was an Air Force bars challenge uh, for like uh, why you should join the Air Force and do and do you had to do a rap? Did you see that challenge out there? I did not. Oh man, so I did one right. You, I'm gonna I'm gonna embed it into this because. Oh, that I saw your video, but I didn't see it was a challenge. No, I, I, I made a new one. Oh shoot! I got to check and, that. No, I posted it and I deleted it. Because I was oh, af damn. I was afraid some folks might get offended, so I'm gonna play it for you before we move to the next subject. And this is kind of a, a special thing for the listeners who actually, you know, the folks who actually listen. They deserve a little special treat every once in a while, right? They call those uh, Easter eggs in the video games. So yeah, yeah. So you want to hear it? 
I absolutely want to hear it. All right, so let's see let's see how it sounds if this is the right button. Can you hear it? I can. All right, let's see. Let's see what you think. Oh, wait a minute. I think that was the wrong one, dude. Let me try this one. Hold up. <laughs> this is <laughs> where's hey, the lyric? Where's hold the up, lyric? hold on. Let's see if this is it. No, damn. Where where did I put it, man? Oh, you didn't lose it already. No, I'm trying to think where uh where I put it. Holy smokes, maybe uh I thought I was pretty sure that that was it. Maybe uh I'm just gonna have to like publish it because uh yeah, holy crap, man. You don't think a major record label has it already and they're already going to start to do something with it? No, no, no. I feel bad because I'm trying to think where where it went, you know? And uh, oh. I, I say the same oh, thing about man. my number two, my, my 10 millimeter wrenches and ratchets. And yeah. yeah, I lose those on a daily basis. Dude, holy smokes. I know it's got to be on here because I recorded it on here. Um, so. Crazy. Yeah, that is that is wild. I I was trying to surprise you, and I guess uh, I, I surprised well, I like my surprises. I surprised <laughs> myself by uh, not knowing where the fuck it's at. Hey, I was surprised earlier when my wife had the bedroom at eighty two degrees. She's from the island of Guam, like we had talked about. Yeah, and she is seventy two on her thermostat, but she has it eighty two in the room because I don't know what the hell she did if she sealed up every window or what a little better, but. <laughs> <laughs> she, oh, she surprised man. me with that. But that that's the whole surprise. Thing. Yeah, no shit. All right, I'm gonna try pushing one more button. If that's not it, then we're yeah, moving yeah. on. Let's see. All right. These nuts. Nope. That's de- <laughs> that's definitely <laughs> that was that was a duckworth. That was duckworth. That's duckworth. So. Oh man. And I think this is the one you've already heard. So all right, I'm gonna have to figure out what the hell happened to it. And um. Yeah. Fuck. I'm fucking, we, we can put it on the following, you know, we said probably two more weeks. Ah, uh, yeah. All right. I will make sure I find, actually, I should just load it and then, uh, see what people think. But anyways, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to load it up and then I will send it to you via text to click directly on. Terrific. And that's um, how it goes in KJ studio. I'm anxious to hear it. Oh yeah. I think you would like it. I actually, I actually took it off because I thought somebody might get offended about towards the end um so you know i wouldn't however i i'll tell you right now we are having a fight down here over the food at this grocery store they're throwing it all away well the power was intermittent and here's that whole debate you know but they're throwing all the food away because they said well it's it's spoiled well how do you know it's spoiled unless you've opened it all up and verified it's 100 percent thawed or do you give the stuff away to somebody that's in need of food yeah i well, would i would give I, it away <laughs> So here's, oh, no, no, gee, 600 people responded, and I'm one of three guys. They're like, give it to the homeless. Give it to a shelter. Let somebody that is struggling in their trailer or something that needs food, but don't throw the shit away while they're all worried about uh, lawsuits. And, and, you know, okay, put big black marks on the packaging or something that verifies it was given away and it wasn't sold. And But, you know, <laughs> somebody could change the packaging and say, oh, I bought this yesterday, and they got proof of it, and guess what, they'll eat the rotten food or whatever and, and try to 
make a who knows, man. This world's crazy. No, that's right. Every way to get a buck. It's like the gorilla girl, gorilla girl. Oh <laughs> my god. Isn't that ridiculous? Like And she's got twenty one thousand. She's gonna walk away ahead of the game and the lawsuit I hope is thrown out, but she'll still have twenty one grand. Yeah, it's good for her. Imagine getting paid for being fucking stupid. You know what I mean? I mean, it's like that's like cracking the code right there. Um, it, it, it's very unfortunate that that's you the know. Case. I hope I hope if Gorilla Glue, Glue pays out, I hope they go into the hairspray business. It, they they need to. Well, you saw the guy that did a week later. He wanted to prove that she was full of crap, so he did a red solo cup on the front of his face, glued the Gorilla Cup to the front of his face, and had to go get it surgically taken off. Yeah, dumbass. <laughs> You, but, you can't fix them. <laughs> no, no, you can't. But actually, it's funny. Um, there is a good news story, though, and it comes from you. So I saw a video you posted. Like, what is this that you were towing someone? Um, oh, you pull- that was a good one. Oh, come on, man. I've got to pay attention now. i got Rusty. i got Rusty on the phone here, right? So you let, let's talk about that story um, about you being a hero to a hero. So check this out. It- you know, to me, I did go out looking for people that needed help. It wasn't like it just came across me, you know, right in front of me, like, oh, gosh, you know, I was going to Home Depot, and then I helped someone. I went out to help people. That's my intent. Well, I'm on the interstate. I-35 which is typically a pretty busy road into San Antonio, and I see a truck in the center lane stuck in the middle trying to go uphill. F-150, for whatever reason, they're out. They shouldn't have been. I drove two miles up. I do a little video. Hey, you know, I'm turning around. I get behind an ambulance. I'm going to go see if these people need help or not. I pull up. They're still there. They said about 180, 200 cars past them. Nobody even flinched. I pull right in front of them. You throw the hazards on, pull the front, threw on a 5,000-pound tow strap, got them to the top of the hill, and then I pulled them as far over to the right as I could just to get them off the road. They get about three-quarter mile get stuck coming on the off-ramp. Well, I wasn't going to give up on them, so I get in front of them, pull them again. Well, they wanted to eat at Denny's, so I, I let go after I get them to a dry spot. They get stuck in the Denny's parking lot. <laughs> so there's number three. All right, get them out of that mess. Now I stop even driving away. I just get that. I wait for them to start moving and wait to pull them out again because that's where we're at at this point. They get out of there. They get back on the on-ramp onto I-35. She hits the Jersey barrier because she hits the gas too hard, starts spinning out. She hits the front end of the Jersey barrier. Not bad enough to wreck the truck, just enough to leave a, you know, leave a mark. So I hook up again. I'm on, it was either four or five at this point. Got him off that Jersey barrier. Got another mile up. And again, I keep letting them off because you don't want to tow a vehicle really too terrible far if you can help it. Um, if that driver's not experienced, they'll rear end your vehicle and now you got damage on your $70,000 truck. Wasn't going to do that. So finally, uh, mile up, had to pull them out a sixth time. I followed them 18 miles to their, uh, hotel in New Braunfels and happened to be the, the dude's, um, son is an A1C in the Air Force. And so they kept pushing, Hey, how much do we owe you? Is there any way? No, I got you guys. Just. I'll take a shot of bourbon and we'll call it good. <laughs> so, so I got a selfie with them and I did like four different videos. It was leading up to getting them. When I was pulling them, I did a little video. And again, I didn't have to do any of this and I didn't, it wasn't for the money, but actually I made two friends out of the deal. They're not yeah. going to forget me. <laughs> it, it, and it, 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 it felt good. Isn't it amazing 
that the amount of the number of pieces of shit that can see someone on the side of the road struggling and stranded. And I get every one of them can't potentially help, but there had to have been at least a couple who potentially had the ability or at least pull over and say, hey, are you okay? What if there was a, you know, and I guess I'm sensitive because I got a little baby and I got kids and like, I just, I'm always blown away at, at, you know, the number of people. It was like, wow, but what if that was you, you know? I don't know if you've ever been stranded in below temp weather, but me and Dar in the middle of Des Moines, we were, and it was negative five and she was in her blues with no coat. And I, for why I left the house, I think I was in just a long sleeve shirt. It was like negative four. I'll tell you right now, you're scared. You're at an intersection dead. You know, uh, I don't know. We had cell phones, but couldn't get a hold of anybody to come out and get us. But you're waiting for that one car that has you know, the ability to help you or, or just the heart to stop and say, Hey, can I do anything for you? <laughs> yeah. It's, that's so disappointing. Cause dude. not everybody is, is that type of personality. And you know, whether it was the air force that did, I think it was more of an upbringing. My father would help somebody like that. My mother would have, but it's one of those, I don't want my daughter or my wife stopping for anybody at any point if they can help it. Yeah. That, but, that part I get, I agree with, but me doing it, like I pulled out four people that day. I pulled out an RN. She was trying to go to work in San Antonio. I pulled her out that morning. She sent me a personal message later in the day thanking me. I I offered to take her to work, but her daughter said, you're not going to work, Mom. You got sucker ready. You're staying home. So she stayed home because of her daughter, mm. which is great. You know, and, and so it was. It ended up being four different um, people I helped that morning. Only the, the last couple that I follow up to the hotel and I got, I think I had three shots of bourbon. I overdid it a little bit, but (laughs) Hey, you know what? Again, new friendship out of the deal. So it it worked out fine. And if, and if you're still in contact with them, um, make sure you tell them to hit that, uh, that, that like share and subscribe. I will do that. And and I'll make sure I throw it. It's Steven Kim. I'm not going to put last names in there, but I'll make sure that, uh, that I send them, uh, a link to the YouTube so they can watch it. Yeah, that's what's up. You know, you get a. I I did. I do know this one though. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. <laughs> that's I'll what's pat up. myself on the back, Yay. dude. You're doing awesome, man. So my next, my next biggest frustration with a car, um, that I have all the time, and I just had it right. So, um, let me give you the the preface on this, right? So, you know, we trust we trust mechanics. We talked about this in the first episode, and usually, um, when it, when we trust them, the biggest thing we focused on last episode was how we feel like, am I really? Are you really charging me for this service, or what's you know what's the margin like four hundred percent markup? Um, yep. So this is the story about the Honda before I told it because I, you know, I'm getting ready for my son and he's moving back. Yep. And so the last time I went to get the wheels uh, balanced and forever, I've been told to rotate them. You know, they had a they have a staggered set on it. So I've always thought when you rotate them, you just take front left, put it on the right, front right, put it on the left. And they're like, nope, these are staggered. You never rotate them. And I'm like, or they're directional. Or directional, right? And, and they're like, well, you can. They were directional, not staggered probably, yeah. Well, so mine are staggered, though, because they were 20 by 9 in the front and 20 by 10 and a half in the rear. Oh, okay, so you had wider in the back. And that, yeah, do not need to swap it. Unless you're a front-wheel drive and you had wider front tires to begin with. But. Okay, 
So I took, I got up there and I said, I think it's due. Um, and I said, the steering wheel is starting to shake. And ironically, it was right after I did my own brake job. And we talked about brakes last week. I did my own brake job and it wasn't shaking, but I was like, oh yeah, you know, I'm pretty good at fucking shit up. So, but I don't, I don't see the wheels falling off. So balance and rotate the tires. They do the tires, the tires shake worse. And oh, and so forever, I didn't take it in. I was just, you know, because the car really was out there collecting dust. So I had to like jumpstart the car like three times because we're not going anywhere. It's COVID. And usually that's the car Lynn drove. But with London, she was driving my dad's Hyundai. So, gotcha. so I go back there and I'm like, look, the, the, when I get to 70, the steering wheel is shaking so bad. And it feels like one of the wheels is literally going to bust off and roll down the highway on its own. It was that bad, dude. Like, and then wow. that's, that was even more reason why we stopped driving it. Yeah, and, yeah. And so I went back this time and I said, can you make sure you strip all the weights off when you balance it? Because there's, I, I, I just, it's a bad assumption. And that's what I guess I'm hoping the listeners understand from my experience. And then I want your, obviously your perspective as a, a mechanic is, I said, yep. can you strip all the weights off when you balance it? And they were like, yeah, we can, we'll make a note to do that. And I said, yeah, because I said, these things are shaking so bad. And so anyways, the, the uh, discount tire on Craig road, you get a big F fucking minus. Um, so there's more to the story. Oh, is that bad? Oh, it was so fucking bad. So check this out. So, <laughs> so, so they bring my car back fast and they're like, yeah. So what happened is last time you were here, they counterbalanced them. So that obviously for the listeners means they didn't strip the weights off. They left the old weights on and added more weights to make the wheel and tires heavier, which was causing the shaking. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And so I said, okay, that's real good attention to detail. I'm assuming you must not have a checklist because, you know, they tried to be like NASCAR there. And I and I really love that. I really love that company. I'm telling you, like one just opened down the street and I was very excited. So anyways, I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, no problem. I just wanted to get out of there. My dad was with me. And remember I was talking to you about um, power steering. I think I mentioned okay, it before. Yep. Like, I was like, I was like, so I said, let me stop by AutoZone and eat some power steering fluid because when I watched... Uh, YouTube, uh, uh, it said, Hey, listen, this is how you, this is the first thing you do. Just make sure the power steering fluid is good. And if it's not, then your power steering pumps probably going out. So yep. <clears throat> I go into, I get ready to go into AutoZone, and I'm, and I'm looking at the front and I'm like, man, it looks, I've never known my car to look so aggressive. And, um, I was like, I look at the rear and I'm like, huh, I don't even see my rear tire. So they took the rears. They, uh, they took the rears and put them on the front and put the front in the back. So, um, so thank God I was just like not even a block and a half down the street. So I go back and of course I'm irritated because I'm like I hope all the bays aren't taken because you know COVID is limiting how many customers. And so I pull up. I'm like, hey, um, you guys fucked this up. I'm like, you put the rears on the front and the front and the rears. So they're like, okay, uh, pull up over here, blah, blah, blah. We're going to fix it. So wait there about 30 minutes. The guy comes back to me. He said, hey, uh, we fixed it, but um, uh, one of the uh, bolts wasn't coming off. So they broke oh, the, one of the lug nuts. They broke one of the lug nuts. They stripped, they stripped it, which means I said, wait a minute. I said, so that means your, your idiot person must have put it on wrong. 
because you didn't tell me there was a problem taking it off when I first came and I just came back. You Correct. Know? So your guy fucked it up. And so I, I lost so much faith in that. So back, you know, but it, the steering wheel doesn't shake now. So clearly it was that I was worried about it being the, um, you know, the struts, you know, the top hats to the shock, the, the joints, High rod, ball joint, all yeah, that it, shit. It, Way bar and length. All right, so <laughs> so talk to me about shaking steering wheels because I think this is a big common one. It's even on the commercials with you know, uh, is it Amco? All these people who who fix stuff, they're always talking about the shaking steering wheel. So so the first thing I go for is is I do want to go a little bit of a test drive. I could a person will describe the noise and they sound like a chicken getting its head cut off. Sometimes it's a dog. A dog that's got its nuts in the vice. It sounds terrible when someone describes the noise of their vehicle without me seeing it or hearing. What is a sample feeling, of that sound? Feeling the issue or hearing it. So terrible, terrible comparisons. But but again, that's how it is sometimes. Oh, you and, don't you don't so want to show you don't want to make the sound for us for the listeners. I, I you know what I, I can hear in a minute maybe, but yeah. I'll tell you it's, it's going to sound horrendous because every noise is different. Okay, you know it's the whistling sound, it's the clunking sound, it's the clanging, it's a it's a cricket sound, it's a small chirp. You know it's it's all these different things. And so when when it's that steering wheel, let's go for a drive. And sometimes I'll have them drive slowly by me, and I can see if if there's movement in that tire. Because again, I don't have the high tech shop with the big old lift, and I can get it up and I'll you know check everything real quick. And again, that's a process too. So my first thing is checking those tires to make sure that the actual tread itself isn't damaged. If you drive a directional tire the wrong direction, so say you switch the tires, swap them from one side to the other, it will damage those treads and it will make them all distorted and you'll start getting the shaking in the steering wheel, shaking in the tires. I'll check that. If you lift front of your car up, KJ, what you can do is you can grab that left or right front tire if you have any play left or right, typically your tie rods are bad. Um, check the sway bar end length. You got one on each side of the vehicle, front and rear. You check that. If you grab the top and the bottom of the tire and wiggle, and there's play. Ball joint control arms are usually the, the problem. So I can diagnose it pretty darn quick, whether it's, you know, whether it's the tie rod, the ball joint, the control arm, bad tread, as you said, weight. If they don't take all them old weights off that tire and put new ones on, because they're all sticker weights nowadays, yeah. as you've noticed. Yep. They don't press them on. They're not, like, permanently affixed it on the outside of the rim on old-school rims that look like crap anyway. Now you got these beautiful rims. You don't want any weights on the exterior of the, the rim itself or the wheel. So everything, it, you know, on the inside, those stickers will wear off over time and fall off. Well, guess what? you got two ounces of weight that fell off. You're like, gosh, out of nowhere, it just started shaking. Just by losing two ounces of weight on one tire, you'll get that shake. So you just, like I said, it's to, to tell somebody how to diagnose themselves, it's tough sometimes. But if a person has a jack, you could lift up the front of that vehicle and literally, like I said, turn them, you know, try to grab them left to right, up and down. You know, there's a little bit you can do on your own. And try not to get taken to the cleaners when you bring it to a shop where you have a little bit of knowledge. And instead of you saying it just shakes, just fix whatever it needs, fix whatever you need is a $1,000 job when, when someone says that. Just fix whatever it needs. But if you say, hey, my front left sway bar in length I see is broke. Every Ford Explorer, every X, anything Ford truck product, sway bar in length are notorious for going bad. They break and they snap off. 
And that's usually what you get. You get these shaking in the steering wheels. If you can go in and, and say, hey, this is what I think it is, it becomes one sway bar end link is a $50 job, $60 job. That's it. Ooh, how much they but, charge? How much are they charging though? Well, you you can get the end link for seven to twenty five bucks, and you know it's it's a thirty minute job. So if they're charging one hundred and thirty an hour, okay, they're going to get their sixty bucks plus the parts of seventy five. Um, if I do it, I I don't even play around. If it's if it's already snapped, usually they'll kind of fall right out. Otherwise, I take a reciprocating saw, I cut them right off because they're usually rusted. They're hard to get off. I'll just cut it in half break you know pull it off the top of the sway bar pull the other piece out of the control arm throw a new one on and i'm done in in 20 minutes 30 minutes at most now doing this on most vehicles is this job the one that requires that special tool you made no that was a cv axle and, oh got and it. that was that was pretty amazing they actually worked on it for eight hours they used my special tool and they they got that thing off in i guess a couple minutes mm. i was impressed <laughs> wow so so the big one is, like I said, just to go into a shop with a little bit of knowledge goes a long way. But how do I tell someone that's a lawyer, learn more about your car? How do I tell my wife, who's a personnelist, you should learn something? Well, she's married to me. She don't need to learn anything um, for her vehicle other than basic maintenance. Right. But she, she does mention things often. Hey, we need, we need this, or maybe we need this looked at, or we should check on something. So she still sees me and hears how I talk every day. She's observant. She knows what's going on. Right. And, and when you think of what costs you the most in your life, it's house, it's car. Oh, maybe your man. kid's college, you know, <laughs> not, not that I'm a disabled guy now, but, um, yeah, I a hundred percent agree actually with the college, uh, Definitely the car. I was just talking to my oldest son about just payments of a car nowadays with insurance. I'm like, that's a house note almost. It's ridiculous how much cars cost. And, and it, it's to that point. And to get a good car, and I can't guarantee that $1,200 payment any better of a vehicle than that $180 payment, depending on the vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I I will prefer to lie to myself on that one because I love this truck. Um, right. Same here. And, um, it, you know, it's, it's, it, so, you know, I actually got the, the, um, the GMC survey and it was really funny because one of them was, um, visibility, like how satisfied am I with the visibility or is it much harder to drive? Something like that. I was like, uh, yeah, it's a big giant truck. It's way harder to see. <laughs> I'm like, this now, yeah. wow. Okay. But, you know, like, like I was like, ah, I love it. I said, besides the fact that, you know, like, um, you know, I just felt like when they, uh, what's it called? When you accept delivery, um, yep. I think the girl was just in a big hurry, like, to be done or she was off shift. And it was basically like, okay, they helped me he set up the OnStar and, like, they showed me a few things. And then I'm like, well, what about this? And, you know, like. Like when I told, all right, so I'll give you a prime example. Shoot, shoot, you may be able to answer it. So when my wife drove it um, or when we were talking about her driving it, she was like, you know, when I turned the left turn signal on or the right turn signal on, um, her old car used to show on the camera, you know, the cameras would activate and you could see if there was a car there or not. So yep, yep. my truck does that, but it only does that when I'm towing. Oh, interesting. But I mean, it probably could be something that I can just turn on. 
Um, You're talking the mute mirrors, the actual turning in the mirrors itself. Yeah. So let's say I'm driving down the highway and I want to merge left to pass, right? And I turn and I turn yep. my left turn signal on. Her car used, and even when I tow it in this truck, the camera, the picture where my stereo is, it will yeah. activate the camera and show that nothing's there. But you, you know what? This don't do it. You're right. And I know cars like that. Yeah, my truck don't do that. <laughs> yeah. So it does it when I tow though. So I didn't know that. Remember I told the Honda, I, did, I said, no, yeah. I don't think it does that. And then when I towed and I turned the left turn signal on to the right, then the camera activated and showed me on my screen um, that there was nothing in those lanes. But once I was, was not towing, because your truck, just like mine, is so smart, it knows when I've, I'm towing something. Um, Correct. The camera sees that item behind it. Yep. Right. It, it activates all this stuff. So I don't know if it's in my camera settings because the one setting I really rely on a lot is the the 360 degree camera and the one that shows the front and back, like especially when I'm trying to park. Yep. Um, and so I was like, well, if it's between turn signals or this, this wins. So, yeah. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, okay. It's, it's funny from one vehicle to the next, you know, the options they have, you know, to, to think like our Lexus has a little mouse pad in the center, you know, to activate your navigation. Whereas in the truck, it's all touchscreen, um, you know, and, and in older vehicles, you had like a little remote or something. Like it, It's just funny from one vehicle to the next, what the difference in options are. And you wish you could take all the cool stuff from all the years that you've had neat vehicles. My 84 Camaro Berlinetta, I could pull the dash the actual instrument cluster pulled close, closer towards me. It actually, the plastic bezel would pull out, so you felt like you're like Night Rider or something. Oh, the the things that we thought were so badass when we were younger. Oh, it was so corny. It was just a little piece of you know, it's on each side of the steering wheel, but you could pull it like two inches closer to you. Like, oh gosh, now I'm in a cockpit. Now that I pulled these two pieces of plastic closer to me. Well, <laughs> you know what? We should take a trip down memory lane real quick, right? So let's uh -oh, let's, let's go it. let's go back and forth with shit that we thought was cool not just me and you but everybody right so I'll, I'll start and i bet you you're gonna win um okay but i'm gonna go first with the the rear view mirror that had multiple rear view mirrors all the way across the front of the car what what vehicle are you thinking of specifically oh any of them right so i remember uh being a, a kid and my dad's friend had a, a Datsun b210 and he had one of those. It wasn't a mirror that comes with the car. It was a. It's aftermarket, where oh yeah, it had all the mirrors. And I was like, is that to check out all the chicks? Um, <laughs> is like what? What? Why is that so cool? So that's one. And so we'll stop when one of us runs out of, like, oh, I remember that. So okay. I was not in a lot of vehicles that had, but it was like, it was an aftermarket mirror that you put in, right. you know, it's a, you know, it, it's like saying everyone that had the funny dice back in the day, how cool that was that everyone thought they were uh, cool with fuzzy dice. So are you going with but, the fuzzy dice? No, I'm not. No, that's oh. a terrible one. Okay. So I will use something from my first car and it's not what I just talked about, but my radio was on an actual, uh, pivot, um, basically in the center of the center council. And I could turn the radio to me to adjust channels. You could physically turn the whole radio to the passenger so they could adjust it. But it was on an actual pivot point where it would completely turn. And it you'd have to look it up to see how corny it was, but it was cool as shit back in 1994. Wow. <laughs> wow. So my next one 
was when you changed your windshield wipers out for the double windshield wipers, like two blades per wiper with the big fancy oh. color. Yep, yep. Uh, I, I, you know, I don't think I ever purchased a set of those. But did it really, did it really, did it really clean? They sucked, by the way. Um, but you, but you, <laughs> <I'm sure. laughs> you felt cool. Well, what, what you're thinking is you're getting double the, you know. Uh, Rain off your window? What do you want to do? Yeah, you're, you're doing twice as much work cleaning the water off your windshield when you could have just put uh, rain X on your windshield and never need to use a windshield wiper ever again. I don't know if you've ever done that. We haven't, but it's funny. Let me ask you this. I am I am super shitty at replacing my windshield wipers or understanding why my windshield wipers feel like they don't work as good as day one, two years later, because so much shit. What is it the wiper or is there something building up on our windows that well you're 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 in a desert, you know, but I'm sure it was the same in Virginia too, wasn't it? Uh yeah, there was a time with I think the the Accord. I was like, I changed the windshield wipers, but it still felt like it wiped like shit. Then there were still streaks left versus a good clean uh, wiping of the window. And someone, I think, yeah. some, I don't know if it was you or someone, told me that like they were like, yeah, have you had your car waxed? And then like you know, like when it gets on the windshield, it pulls off some shit. And I was like, uh, uh. if if you are bad at maintaining your windshield wipers, which you can do, you put like a silicone lubricant on them, you know, once a month, every couple months, just to get some kind of moisture on them so that plastic doesn't crack as often. I see if you get 12 months out of windshield wipers, you're doing amazing in this world. Some people, you know, when you're talking a $25 windshield blade, you know, windshield wiper and you need two of them, you want them to last at least a year. So what if you but replace the other, them and it's still wiping like shit though? Is there potentially something on your window? There is. And I will tell you that you get debris, you know, you parked under trees, you got sap, you get um, even rail dust. You get that on your paint and stuff. You get any little debris in your windshield where it's lifting up that blade a tiny bit and it's not taking everything off the windshield. Either, to me, it's just cleaning your windshield better. You could have a detailer clean it professionally. Even, like I said, the rain act. You literally spray the stuff on your windshield. You'll you'll use a, one of the little round uh, applicator pads and let it come to a, a haze where it's dry. Wipe it off with a terry cloth. If you're doing over 30 mile an hour, you don't need your wiper blades ever again because it just shoots off your windshield. Oh, really? Oh, Rain-X is some great stuff if, if you apply it correctly. If you're doing 60 mile an hour, absolutely no windshield wipers if it's raining, which you should be going terrible fast if it's raining. But again, you know what your car is capable of. Um, if you're not like, you know, in a spot where it's got like puddling water on the road where you're afraid to hydroplane. But if it's just a drizzle, man, Rain-X, and if you're going a good speed, it just comes right off. No windshield wiper required. Okay. All no right. Note to self. <laughs> I'm going to make sure I keep that in mind. So I don't know. It's, it's your turn. Coolest thing. Oh, Coolest I, thing. What, what I thought was pretty neat in my 91 Eagle Talent CSI all-wheel drive was it did have the automatic seatbelt back in the day. Good or bad, you didn't get a ticket when it automatically came on. Mm, but did you put the lap one on? Uh, never, because the cop can't see that. Okay, so that's... But, uh, maybe not the right answer, but it's my answer. Hey, <laughs> wait, listen, we're not, we're not here to talk about safety right now. Now, we, will, we can put a caveat that when you jack your car up 
Rusty's Garage absolutely advocates that you use jack stands and follow all appropriate safety protocols. That is correct. And the SoCo has to either be in the garage or within uh, close distance while you're working on your vehicle when it comes to me. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Southern comfort. <laughs> okay, man. Okay. I, I, the, 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 it, it's on me now. Um, ooh, as I told you, I probably would lose. Um, okay. I would replace my shifter knob with some cool, fancy aftermarket one that was like the a goal. crystal ball or eight ball or. Oh, that, and that was huge in our day. Big time. And you know, what was that worth? Four horsepower? Um, yeah, just a little bit less than when I put a sticker on the back of my car. You know, I, I put one of those. It got me pulled over because I put badass boys drive badass toys on my Camaro. Tom pulled me over asking if I was a badass, you know, and that's his oh only reason God. for pulling me over. Are you serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. This is gosh. in a town of 5,000 people. You know they pull you over if you claim to be a badass. I just got to say, why the fuck didn't we start defunding them then? I'm just joking. Well, I'm just you know, joking. Now oh, back <laughs> just to not joking. doing politics, but Minneapolis is definitely not happy with defunding. Um, I'm not de- happy with it either. And you're seeing that that whole narrative is changed around. How ironic. Um, it, isn't it real ironic? Real quick. We don't <laughs> isn't it ironic? It is. Don't you think? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know the rest of that song? Can you finish the rest of that? Is that the, it's like, the last part? <laughs> even us proud men probably were were doing Millie Vanilli to that song when we heard it. Oh man! You know I played that loud in my car the other day for my kids. They're like, "What is this?" I was like, um, "Blame it on the rain, didn't you?" I was like, "You gotta blame it on something." <laughs> I actually like the guys, but again, I was in my teen, early teens when oh, they first yeah. came out. Come on, they, they, I actually funny if I pull up my Apple playlist right now in the gym, it Millie Vanilli's pops up. I just for oh. real, for real, just listened to them last week. I'm not even mad. I'm not. <laughs> nope. I, I think there's something uh, that's nostalgic that, that takes us back. You know what I mean? To, to days so. that days that w- you were carefree. Does that make sense? Oh, I didn't have, I didn't have three kids or a wife to worry about. I'll tell you, it was a different world. Yeah. You know, and, and I love, I love, you know, where I'm at today in life with, with my family. It's just, there's something about when you listen to a song and you're like, Damn, like my biggest struggle was, uh, well, for me, it was, was gas money. <laughs> it's right. You said that. That's the next take of gas was my, my struggle. That's exactly what it was. I was like, damn. damn I'm going to tell you, man, I wrote so many bad checks when I was stationed overseas, but we won't get into that. Um, oh, 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 I've got some Dover stories. But, yeah, we can we can do that later. That'd be another one if we want, you know, another uh, podcast. Yeah. Uh, the next one I got for you is, is that I had multiple cars with this, but the flip up headlights, I'll tell you that was cool as shit. Oh, those were badass. Cause you don't do, there's not very many of those anymore. Maybe some of the European cars may or may not have, but now they're going to Euro lights, which you can tr- pretty much convert all your flip headlights to a Euro, which is a stationary headlight that doesn't have a headlamp that comes up and down. Cause the motors do go bad. <laughs> no, those were badass, dude. Like, like, honestly, yeah, if, if someone had flip-up lights, it was like, especially because, you know, the Porsche, like, was the one exotic car that had that, right? Um, oh, yeah. And if you saw that, it was like, 
oh my god i gotta have that the, the jealousy yeah <laughs> you know it's funny i've never had a bmw and i've always wanted one since i was stationed in germany and you know what that stands for right broke man's wallet uh bring you, money weekly oh bring money weekly yep. okay well i believe that you know so i i don't i don't have one <laughs> it, it, Beautiful cars. I, I I've been in a handful of them. I've owned a handful, but I flip them typically. But man, when stuff starts going bad, it is a money pit. Yeah, honestly, my dream car. Well, there's I have several, but one that I've never had either that you had was a, a Viper. Um, that was a pretty neat time in my life when I had that. <laughs> yeah, that's I, I I love it. And then and, you know, and Lynn was always like, "Then why'd you go buy a Subaru?" <laughs> I was like, well, because I don't want, I said one, because I think they were still making, I don't know. I think they had stopped actually making Vipers because I have an 18 and I didn't even know they stopped making them until I started just looking window shopping. And I was like, they don't yep. make Vipers no more. Um, they, I think 17 was the last year of them. Yeah. And even, um, and even yeah. my son asked when I bought the truck, he was like, why didn't you get the TRX? Oh, he wanted the Tundra, huh? Well, he wanted no. He wanted the new Ram TRX that had the Hellcat engine. Oh, in the Ram. Um, okay, the Ram TRX. My bad. Yeah, yeah. The T Rex. Yeah, the yeah. T-Rex. Yeah, T Rex. Yep. Um. So yeah, I said it wrong. So I was like, well, to be honest with you, I didn't know. <laughs> I said all the all the cool shit comes out after you spend money on something. Trust me. It, and what's even worse is is you buy yours and somebody bought one a little cooler than yours a week later and you see it on the road. Yeah. Oh. You know, it's like yesterday I saw the exact same truck as mine, but they must have just pulled it out of the garage where I'd use mine for two days to pull people out of the, the snow. Yeah. So mine was full of mud and ice and dirt. I mean, mine looked like it's a farm truck. And I was like, well, I need to give me some points on how to keep my truck clean. You know, just just a conversation started with some random guy. But even to see her clean truck next to my trash truck, like all dirty, it's like, man, you know, yeah. uh, jealousy, you know, comes in many ways. Yeah, I would I would agree for males absolutely for males I would say it's vehicles and women, um, big one and money right I'd say that's the top three. Um, I would say so also. Um, and so for me it's it's sometimes it's not jealousy like when it comes to car when it comes to like women I'm too old now to be jealous I don't give a shit about that I got a beautiful perfect wife Thank just you. like you do, but I yep. could see my truck, um, with. You know, and someone else has the same one, but, you know, they have it, it has a different stance or it has a little bit different wheels or they did just some little minor tweak to the grill. Like, like we both have GMCs, right? I still, yep. I still, the one thing I don't like about mine is it's not the honeycomb grill. And, and that's what I have. And I do like that part of it. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, you, that's, that is the monster of all the GMC truck grills, the honeycomb one. They, they look sharp. And I like the honeycomb rims back in the day on the old Trans Ams. You know, Pony, like oh, honeycomb yeah. looks cool. <laughs> I, it was. So what? What? All right. So I, I think we could go back and forth with the cool shit, but let's 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 open it up a little bit for more. Like, what was the cool thing that the ladies were like? That's not a big deal. So I'll go first. I, I'll go first. Yeah, go ahead. That. My loud stereo. <laughs> you loved it. They didn't give a hoot. Lynn, it's like, that's so stupid. Like, she, I don't think the stereo ever got turned on ever again. That's her. <laughs> I, 
you know, and, and I've only had one loud system as my 93 Mustang. I was an A1C. I put a 15-inch JLW6, and I thought I had a sweet ride. But loud is cool for the people that are into that, you know, the system world. Yeah. Whereas, you know, at the time I was just dating, but that wasn't cool for them to listen to some of the music I played back then. And, you know, they're like, okay, this isn't all that cool. Could you turn it down? And you're like, no, I need everyone to hear it. I'm in Walmart parking lot. Everyone should hear that I'm listening to this music. Could you just let me crank it? Yeah. And yeah. If the concrete's <laughs> if the if the concrete's not cracking, then the bass is lacking. Oh gosh, I, I have not heard that one. You know what I mean? <laughs> so <laughs> I had a mine bu- wasn't that loud, but I sure as hell been in a few of those where man, I couldn't be in it very long. Well, so you know I had the system in this the Honda um when you worked on it. Oh but, yep, yep. But you never got to hear it at its full potential because when I moved, I didn't realize how the factory stereo just cut the performance out because it wasn't oh. really suited for the wiring and it wasn't putting um, out the wattage. It was, it, yeah, was. it just couldn't. So I went and got the aftermarket Kenwood. I always, I love Kenwood. I also love um, Alpine. Um, and I and I got the the, the expensive Kenwood. And the the Fosgate, like then they reprogrammed it. Like the guy had a laptop in there, and he's doing this stuff. And then it got soundproofed, had all the dynamat laid out through the car, um, and it was just monster. It was just ridiculous. Like I loved it, you know. Like I always loved it, honestly, because when I'd go through the gate, you'd always have some young airman who probably thought I was another young airman. Then they wouldn't tell me to turn the stereo down because they saw the stripes on the sleeve. Um, oh, yep, yep. But, I mean, I was always cool with them. I was never, like, trying to disrespect them, and I always turned it down before I got to get my ID card checked. Um, but they, they would hear it. You know what I mean? Like, I think I would go through Langley like that, too, the NASA gate all the time. But those guys uh, were different. Um, but, yeah, I oh, was, I'm going with the stereo. They're into that stuff, too. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Come on. So what do you think yours is? Mine was the stereo. And, and mine was loud exhaust. So I got, I had at one point three vehicles without, I don't do mufflers. I'll do either the cat and no muffler or no cats. And I'll do like an O2 simulator to tell the computer not to turn the engine light on and then have mufflers like a 40 series flow master or something. So coming uh. through Langley as a master, I had the Corvette that Basically deleted mufflers. It had the high flow cat, and that thing was just it's deafening. How's the Where drone you, on that? Old people, what's that? How's the drone on that? Just really bad, like obnoxious bad. Uh, if you ask my son, fourth gear, forty five mile an hour, he wants to jump out of the window. It's that bad. Oh. However, you keep the RPMs a little higher. It's actually better at a higher RPM than it is at that fifteen hundred to twenty two hundred where you literally want to jump out of your skin. It's so awful. Oh, and so (laughs) amen to that. (laughs) So draw in in my Grand Prix. I just have cats and I I, actually, I removed the cat. I only have the resonator and then I have no mufflers and that one's amazing. But there's certain speeds, certain RPMs. You're just like, Oh my, you can't even have a family in there because they're all telling you how much they hate your car and how it sounds. Yeah. Lynn hated it. So what is drone? For the listeners, like what is drone? I I don't have the actual definition off of uh, the Urban Dictionary, 
but to me, it's just the vibration you're getting from the actual exhaust. The, the muffler is quieting everything down. And to me, I think it's just that RPM that's jumping around off your exhaust and then vibrating through the interior. Yeah, it's, it's just, it wasn't designed to have no kind of, you know, no restriction on the exhaust. You go look at a dragster, you know, how deafening is one of those cars with no exhaust and you got 10,000 horsepower. I compare it to, so if the listeners are not into exhaust, which me and uh, Rusty both are, is if you've ever had someone roll down just one of the windows in the car <laughs> That's awesome. and you get that fucked up sound like the seatbelts flapping all over the place and your ear is just like I, I, is that a fair comparison it, i tell you I've never actually compared to that and I'm going to now because if you roll down one roll down the other side darn it because it's bad yes <laughs> hey I think I'm teaching you some things actually oh well you know and, and I think about drone to me and I never compared to the window thing well window thing is a nuisance and the drone is, is, well, I guess that could be an annoyance or a nuisance also. It's, it's what what are you willing to deal with with right. modifications on your car to where these people put so much on their vehicle and now they're annoyed because they did all this shit to it and it made it 900 horsepower, but they don't want to drive it. They're going to sell it because it made too much noise. It had too many creaks and rattles and stuff because now you pushed it to its limit or something. <laughs> well, I'm going to tell you this. Um, my unsponsored sponsored moment is um, AWE Exhausts. Um, cause that's what's on the Subi and that is a, fen- it is a phenomenal, phenomenal, like the rumble. What company is it? AWE. AWE, I've heard of them. Okay. Yeah. And you know, they just made it to the States about two years ago. So it's a European exhaust. Um, gotcha. and they don't make it until you order it. Oh, it's all custom. Yeah. So once you order it, then they make it and you get it about four weeks later and so there were so they so they the original one that got shipped to the people I bought it from they sent the wrong one, um, and I, I, it's sad because I can't remember but it was the one that had the muffler delete and they connected it and they said look we we already took your your uh, your uh, factory exhaust off so let's put this on if you like it keep it um, if you don't call us we'll get the the mufflers. And we'll just swap it out. And good God, like, but it was just too much. And the the drone wasn't obnoxious, but it was just like the exhaust was inside the the cabin of the car. Gotcha. And so I turned the radio on. (laughs) Yeah. And so the young kid, he had a WRX. He was like, oh, I can't believe you want to get the other one. I mean, it was the same exhaust system, but one just had the muffler delete. And I said, dude, I said, the other one, why I wanted it, said that you don't lose the aggressiveness on the outside, but it's not as loud on the inside. And I was like, I said, I just don't want, I don't want to do that no more. You know what I mean? I was like, I said, I kind of want to be able to enjoy it still a little bit. And um, I don't regret it a second. It it is a phenomenal exhaust. Um, When you're in Vegas, we'll drive around in the the STI and, and we'll do a cold. Hopefully, if we have time, I can do a cold start. And then you can hear, you know, because that's the what? Okay, cold start. Why that's is that? That's the best determination of a good exhaust. Is okay, cold start. why is that? Yeah, I don't even have the science. You know, you're going to give me a couple of times. I'm going to look like a fool on this podcast. <laughs> Fuck. The scientific way of looking at it. It's like a diesel truck. Go on, and I call it toxic. I, I just stick right. to toxic. It works for me. But go on there, and you see the cold start diesel. 
And when it cranks up, it's cold. It's trying to warm up everything. Thing hasn't ran for a while. The fuel has to get up to the yeah. to the injectors, and 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 you start like it just sounds amazing. Like it's got a huge cam in it, or they're just really trying to get going, and they just they're lugging, and and they sound amazing. And and again, it's one of those for whatever reason, cold starts are pretty cool, and then once they warm up, the idle starts leveling out. Yeah. So what I think a lot of it is is basically it's it's the engine monitoring that air fuel ratio and getting it where it needs to be to run properly and you've got just various components of your car whether it's your throttle body your air intake control valve these various things have to monitor that air especially the temperature for every 10 degrees of two horsepower on a typical vehicle you got a hundred degree difference in our arizona versus or nevada versus minnesota you might have 20 more horsepower in the cold than you do the heat you know that right I didn't know that. Cold, cold, dense air is more horsepower. Yeah, because that's, that's right. Because when, yeah. I, when I was going to, uh, when my warranty expires, which it had, had it by the truck, that's when I was willing to do the cold air intake. Yep. And, yep. The, and the downpipe, so, because the cold air has better combustion, correct? It, 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 it's thicker. It, it's like a, the air is thicker. And okay. it, for whatever reason, it, it, gives, it produces that extra horsepower. You know, um, yeah. you know, and again, it depends on the horsepower of your vehicle to begin with. If you're a 400 horse, you might get more than that. But when you drop the temperature in your intake by 140 degrees on some of these cars, I mean, that's where you get your two, three, 800 nitrous horsepower increase. Because you're just throwing this mass, this amount, mass amounts of cold air into your, your engine. Um, and so that was a little off subject. The cold start is due to the, the engine trying to compensate for everything going on because you could have ran the last time in one temperature and now it's negative 40. Your engine's going to run way different negative 40 than it does in 112 degrees. Yeah. You know, when's the last time you started your Subi in Minnesota, negative 23 degree weather? Never, but I will tell you, it, it, run, it runs like <laughs> shit in the summer. It, do, it just doesn't, it performs better in the winter. It does. It does. And it, it's just one of those. And, and, and guess what? It's going to have to, I don't like to use this term other in, than this instance, but it has to retard the timing. So you either advance the timing or you retard the timing, and that's what you're doing. Is it's most likely retarding the timing because you've got to pull some power off because you're getting this hot air, and you don't want to basically detonate the cylinders. And yeah. if you run too lean, more fuel or less fuel, more air, you know, then you get the basically the detonation sound, which is sounds like you got marbles in your in your engine. I don't know if you've ever had that. No, you know, it's you're... funny. It happened in the summer right before my thing uh, exploded. Remember I told you I had the, <laughs> There's it, it, a was, noise for you. it was weird because I was like, I don't have bigger cams in here. You know what I mean? And, yep. um, I was like, cause normally that's, that's fairly common when you, when you put aftermarket cams that are bigger and do some tweaks where you kind of get that weird, like that sounds like the car wants to like, uh, shut off. It's lobby. Yeah, so, but it was weird. I I accelerated, and I heard, like, this pop, 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 and I think that's what it was. I think it was running lean or something, because it was summer, and then all of a sudden, remember I told you I'd back in my garage, and it smelled like pure fuel inside the cabin and yep. in the garage. Um, And so I think just the heat and all that, and so I actually don't enjoy driving the Subaru in the summer because it gets, like, turbo lag, and it just doesn't perform the way it normally does. Do you have an intercooler for that? I don't because I didn't want to mess with anything while I was under warranty. Um, gotcha. 
And my good close buddy, uh, Burton Hughes, is the GM of Subaru Las Vegas, the only Subaru here. And, you know, okay. even he was like, dude, don't don't mess with it while it's under warranty, you know, because everything I did, they advised I could do that wouldn't void the warranty. Um, gotcha. And now that the warranty has gone, I was like, OK, maybe I'll do an E85 swap, um, cold air intake down pipe and then a ProTune, which is pretty much what I was told I can do. That doesn't require me to get aftermarket um, uh, transfer case and differentials. Like they can still handle the torque because it's going to add about a hundred horses, which is enough. What, what do you have stock on that car? Uh, three hundred and five horses, all wheel drive. And then what's your your torque is a little bit lower than that, probably being a support cylinder. Yeah. So you might be what two seventy five torque or something. Probably yeah. It's 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 not as fast. It, it's fast enough, you know what I mean. But it's not like I mean, if I lined up next to a. a Probably even any V6 Dodge or even a Mustang, it's it's not going to take. It might t- it might roll with it for a minute because it's all wheel drive and light, but usually by third gear, there's that's it. Does it make sense? Yeah, oh, absolutely. You, you know, know, and, and I, I know your vehicle probably only weighs about twenty eight hundred pounds, right? Yeah, so it's, it, it's light, it's low. Um, yep, it, it's probably like a I would say like a, a mid thirteen second car all day long. Yeah, low to mid thirteen. It goes. Some days it goes more than others. But ever since that thing happened, uh, I've never gotten over like twenty one psi on the turbo. It, it stays at about seventeen point like two. So something might need to be looked at at some point. Yeah, I mean, I ain't sweating it. I mean, honestly, if uh, I hadn't put so much stuff on it, then we would have already traded it in and gotten something that uh, Lynn can drive because she don't drive stick. The uh, Darlene can, and I. I kind of get a kick out of her drive. She's five foot one. She's itty bitty. And it's kind of fun watching her in the Corvette loud as shit. And she's one driving and I get a kick out of it, but she's not a fan. But if, if I got drunk or something and she needed to drive or I broke my right leg for some reason, you know, yeah, yeah she could have if need be. Well, we need to get Dar and, and Lynn in the, in the, in the vet, you know, Lynn's only like four nine. Oh, seeing four ten is, is uh, the minimum for the air force. Four nine and below is a yeah. uh, little person. So. Maybe maybe she's four. Let me give her four ten just so she could join the she's Air Force. Let's do four ten. So she's at she's at the minimum for the Air Force requirements yes. to join. Yes, <laughs> and my fat ass could go back in now. I actually made a joke. I don't know if you saw on uh, the web page, Airman NCO. I said, "Hey, I'm going to join again just to see if I can make Chief twice." I did not see that. I took a four hour nap today. Uh, my boss let me off today with snowing again in Texas, and he said, "Rusty, go take a nap." So, so it worked out really well. <laughs> Hell yeah. Well, Russ, I must have missed that. Russ, I'm going to tell you what, you took a nap, and I, I really enjoyed the flow of this show this time. I told you it'd get easier, and you only had one beer, right? That's it. I, I took it easy today. Oh, man. I mean, one day I'm going to have to to join you and grab one. Next next show, next show I will grab one and drink it while we talk. Um, and are you going to do four loco, or are you just going to do a beer? <laughs> um, I have this beer in that I haven't finished. One, it's called Voodoo Ranger. Um, it's got a skull on the front of it. Yeah, it's an IPA and it's it's strong as hell. I think like a seven percent or something. Maybe yeah, more. and hopefully by your tenth show, my hair will be long enough for me to go get cornrows again. So I don't know if you've noticed in my pictures, I'm growing oh. it back out. Uh, I did see it's getting, it's definitely getting fluffier. Yeah. It's, I'm going to let it grow out. I'm trying to, uh, I made a, a goal that by 50, I'm hoping I'll look better than I ever looked. 
Oh, there um, you go. You gotta go. That's awesome. Well, dude, you know, like, you know, like I gotta do something. Um, because uh I, I, I'm not gonna go out and, and be all crazy jackass uh for views, but I was like, you know, what's something that I'm into that maybe could be inspirational that you know, dude, when you run these shows and stuff like that, you're always like trying to think, okay, what what can I do? What can I do to diversify? Like I said, you probably saw I updated the logo today. Um Gosh, I'm behind. It was during my four-hour nap. Yeah, so no, no, you'll see, you'll see, you'll see. And you know what? I realized where the song is. The song that I wanted to play for you is not in the Roadcaster uh, pre-program uh, buttons. It's on the memory stick that I record the podcast on that I cannot play while we're talking. So, oh, okay. so, so you so, learned something. Well, guess what I can do, though? What? Because technology. Because I have it saved. I can literally cut our interview where I said, do you want to hear it? And you said, yeah. And boom, I can just slam it right there. You know what? That's awesome. And the best part, the worst part is I'm not going to hear the big celebration from you. Like, oh man, that was badass. But it's all good. You know what I mean? You, you could put in that, that crowd, that crowd chant that you have in the background. Yeah, we'll, we'll figure something out. But Rusty, I want to, yeah. I want to, I want to wrap up and talk about, uh, I want to take the the boss's advice, but this is your show. Um, but I definitely was hoping that next week we can talk about uh, spark plugs. Okay. And Love to talk about spark plugs. Spark plugs, your your tool you created. Yep. And you can come up with some random impromptu, like, all right, here we go. Let me put Kevin. Let's put KJ on the spot. Do you want me to, to uh, email you with what it's going to be? or do I No, you just, you? dude, you should surprise me because you know what? Like, this is all about being, uh, how can it, what's the word I'm looking for? We're, we're just being spontaneous. Spontaneous. Right. And, and if we do combustion in there, that ties into cars. Um, yes, it does. I mean, if we you, just don't want to do spontaneous combustion because I've seen what happens to a human when that happens. <laughs> well, you should share that story then. <laughs> right, right. But what so, what parting words would you say? Like you've experienced a lot. You know, you talked about the house almost burning down. You were a hero in San Antonio. There's people in San Antonio. There's people out around the world right now dealing with um, all this all this uh, climate uh, issues and power going out. But like any parting words for for your listeners out there? And um, honestly, you know what? I don't know. I don't know how long. You know what? We could talk about this real quick, um, or we can save okay. it for next week. You wanted to talk about something specifically, um, and I said we should save it for kicking it with KJ. Correct, and that was my buddy out in uh, Oregon right now. Yes. Yeah. How what? How long of a conversation is that? Uh, this individual could make it uh, a podcast every day for three weeks, most likely. All right, so, There's that much information on this. So it's pretty extreme, but it goes into the legal world, which is this would be right up Duckworth, Sally. We could get him involved probably if we wanted to. But it, it's definitely not Rusty's garage. It is a legal matter out in Oregon with an individual that had their an arson um, burned down this guy's trailer, and, and he knows everybody in the court system to where he's getting away with it. You know, one of these really dirty things in this world. Wow. So you know what? what it is. We should do that, and if 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 uh, Duckworth wants to join us, um, he can. Um, Duckworth Duckworth's interview, right? Uh huh. 
Um, so I'm just going to call them out, right? It's sitting at 30 views. So okay. let me tell you what that means, especially if Duckworth's listening. So you listen up, Terrell. Uh-oh. Right. He's my buddy. Be nice, but we don't see eye to eye on politics, but he's no, my no. dude. Me and him don't, me and him don't see eye to eye on politics. Me and you are uh, more, <laughs> so he knows that. So I love Terrell, so I'm not bad-mouthing him. Me too. Me but too. He's a good dude. the analytics and data um, show that when they just sit at 30 views, they are not actively pushing it. Gotcha. And so this is this is the weird dilemma. It's not a weird dilemma. It's just the fucking fact. When when we do this, right, there's there's money at stake. Because we can all agree that monetization is not just money, but it's time. Correct. So if I take time and you take time to sit down and kick knowledge back and forth and tell your story, right? Correct. You need to actively share that shit. And I was sending it individually to, to individuals in Minnesota. I bet I sent it out individually to at least 25. That's actively, that's, probably the number. that's actively selling your story. Does it make sense? It so does. Absolutely. So, like, if you are really, really trying to sell your product or service, then why would we be sitting at 30 views, right? Um, so, I tell people, like... If, if you just want to do a podcast, then let's do it. But if you're really trying to sell your service, then you have to actively sell your service. Correct. And so um, we should bring them on. I just I just don't know. Uh, I, I'm trying to figure out how we would do that because remember I told you for the first time we'll try to do like a, um, a call merge. Yeah. And... We should we should jump on one like sometime uh, next week. We'll do a, a kick in with KJ. If not next week, the week after. Is this something that he wants to urgently get out, or is this just something he wants to just you put know, out there? He he just wants kind of the not the world, but people in the U.S. to start hearing this story. And I will just end with this because I know we're really close to being done. This man is homeless, and he lived in my backyard for eleven months. I don't know if you remember my stuff on Facebook. Oh wow! The guy, the guy is a unique human being. He's forty-three years old. He's homeless. He doesn't want to have his own home. He lived in my shed in my backyard for eleven months, which is awkward as all get up. If you ask anybody on planet Earth, however, I took this guy in, helped him out, and he does have tons of knowledge in the legal world. But that's only because he was wrongfully incarcerated for a matter thirty years ago and was released, acquitted of all charges because they found it to be somebody else. Yeah. He started doing his own thing like Rusty did, working on cars when I got screwed over. Once he got screwed over, he became kind of a lawyer on the side without the bar. You know, that's what he is. Oh, wow. And he's there in Texas or you said Oregon? I actually shipped him to Oregon after we we were still friends. But at one point, do you let this homeless man stay with you forever? Or do you say, dude, get on with your life? Yeah. Yeah. So at some point he didn't in time. Have a drive, he, he didn't have a driver's license. He only had a passport. So I said, you get me 350 bucks, I'll buy the ticket, I'm going to throw you on a plane. Got him to Oregon. He's, he's meeting new people out there, and he's got new stories. But this story is pretty rough on, on somebody's house being burned to the ground because of a land dispute, and the neighbors burned the house down to get him out of there. All right, so let's do this. You work the logistics on making sure he can get to a phone. He has a phone, I'm guessing. 
He um, does. It's it's one of those. I'll have to get him some minutes because it's a Walmart. Uh, one of those cards you have to buy. <laughs> okay. Well, if we can work yep. that and you let me know when, uh, yep. we can try it for the very first time to make this happen. And okay. um, we'll go from there. Like this might be one. Uh, no, I say we just go impromptu. You just tell me when it's ready to, when we're ready to do it. And um, I'll call you. Then you can give me his number and I can call him or I can call you and you can call him and merge the call. Um, if you've never done call merging before, then it probably would be better that I call you and then I call him, then I merge our calls together yep. and we roll through with the interview and make sure Perfect. we don't, let's do it. And, and let's hope we don't go long. And then it's like, hello, you there? Hello? Um, okay. This guy could talk about this matter for hours on end. So I'll tell him, cause he's one that has to write everything down. I'll make sure he does his talking point. Dude, limit yourself to about 30 to 40 minutes or whatever you feel so we can be also involved and get the major points <laughs> out. But we don't need to hear – we don't need a four-hour version of this. Well, I got to be honest with you. I, I'm, I'm kind of sensing uh, seriousness with a little bit of merge of into that movie Old School. Um, so Absolutely. He, he, abso <laughs> he should absolutely make it entertaining too, though. So I say just tell him to tell a story and – Talk about whatever. Fuck it. You know what I mean? Um, That's what we'll do. All right, brother, man. So, Rusty Garage, I appreciate you, sir. Um, Thank you. You guys be safe out there. And uh, to the listeners, oh. hey, hopefully that uh, hopefully you learned a little things about, you know, a few things about car smells, especially when it's smoke, shaking in the steering wheel, what used to be cool back in the day, the things that we thought were cool that the ladies thought were not cool. <laughs> and we look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Thanks, everybody.